Jai Shri Krishna Guru, thank you for joining Shri Devi Mahatmya Parayan. Wishing you all a very happy Navratri. Om Shri Guru Pyo Namaha, Om Shri Ganeshaya Namaha, Om Shri Saraswataya Namaha, Om Shri Guru Dattatre Namaha, Om Shri Mahalakshmi Namaha, Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo, Maheshwaraha, Guru Sakshat Parabrahma, Tasmai Shri Guruve Namaha. Shri Devi Mahatmya Parayan, we are, we are in the third episode, that is Meditation on Maha Saraswati. Wielding in our lotus hands the bell, trident, plowshare, conch, pestle, discus, bow and arrow. Her luster is like that of a moon shining in autumn sky. She is born from the body of Gauri and is the sustaining base of the three worlds. That Mahasaraswati I worship here who destroyed Shumba and other Asuras. So today we will be continuing with chapter 6 and 7. So just a quick re recap. In the last chapter, we learnt about Chanda and Munda, the two demons, and the commander-in-chief of the Shumba and Nishumba. So what did they tell, the, uh, tell their superior, right? So they were saying, it's a very beautiful woman. They used the word woman, very important. And they didn't address her goddess, who is there in the Himavan. She's sitting near the Himavan mountains. And her luster is so beautiful. It is reflecting the entire Himavan. Can you, you know, you should possess. You have all the wealth in the world. You have already conquered the gods. You have taken away everything that they had. Not by righteous method, but by, you know, by the power and trying to, you know, cause harm to the gods. And they have taken away their power, the, the triple world. They have taken the entire possessions. And they are now ruling the triple world. So Chanda and Munda said to their command, you know, the chief, that is the Asura, the head of the Asuras, that is Shumba and Nishumba, saying that when you have everything, you won't have this one beautiful thing. You must look at her. She is so beautiful. You should, you must have this woman with you. And then Nishumba and Shumba, you know, sends their um, sorry, I forgot the name of the person. He sends them to, uh, he sends Chanda and Munda to convince her to come. Like, uh, you know, you're going on behalf of your king and saying, okay, here is what my king has to say. Why don't you come? A messenger. And then the goddess says, I'm sorry, I'm not going to come. But please go tell them, I have taken a vow that those who can defeat me, who must be greater than, you know, me in strength and valor, only those those men I choose to get married to. This is how she says, but I'm sorry, I can't come because of my vow that I have taken, a promise that I have given to myself. Unfortunately, I can't go back on that. That is what she says. And then, you know, then the goddess says, now I will wait. So they go back and say, you know, gives this message, message of the goddess to Shumba and Nishumba and let us see what happens. Before that, a sweet, you know, a quick recap. What does Chanda and Munda represent? That is lust and greed. Shumba represents that strength, that, that strength that we have. We throw over up our, the power, you know, the, our power, everything. We throw that on the people, the poor people, you know, in the world. And that's a representation and false pride, pride that I am the greatest in this world. We should, one should never have this false pride. So what are all of these? These are the demons within us. These are our tendencies. But if you see, even in the world, you can find these characters existing. So I gave you an understanding that this 
you know, this Leela, this is not even a Leela, this happens in, in three dimension. One is in the, you know, the heaven, one is within our being and one is outside in the world we exist. So if you look at some of these leaders today, they represent this. They have gone and taken away things from people, you know, from poor people, from, you know, whosoever in life. And they have gone, they have done it with a self-conceit, with a deceit. And they have just taken away the wealth that they have. And in a adharmic manner, in the unrighteous way. And what has happened to these people? They are, they are suffering. They are suffering at these kind of atrocities. So what happens? The divine being manifests. Where there is adharma, there manifests the divine beings to destroy that adharma and put dharma back on the path. That is what the purpose of why, whether it is Lord Sri Krishna or any of these goddesses, gods manifest. Manifestation happens in this world, in the physical world. And they take this human body to come and also impart the knowledge about what is the real purpose of your existence following the path of righteousness. That is what they do. They establish the dharma once again. So, what is the another important thing that you learned? Even though being a goddess, they addressed her woman. And today, if you look at, we are in the Kali Yuga. Today, every woman has to understand that she needs to stand up for herself and take her rightful position. Please remember, there is nobody in the world who has to give you your position. You own that and you have to rightfully take it. And taking it how? By, by doing things, by empowering yourself, understanding that you are this Devi. There is nobody outside of you. There is no goddess. There is no Durgama sitting outside of you. She is you. She is within you. That is you alone. You have to empower yourself and not feel, you know, not become apathetic to your condition, not have sympathy towards yourself and being, you know, uh, becoming a martyr. You know, this is this is how it is. I am the one who's bad. I am the one who's this. We, we go into that zone, you know, the mind game. Why? Because we have let the demons entirely conquer this beautiful body. All the gods have been conquered. So what is happening? The demons are working through every pore of a being. So what are you going to do? Your mind, your thoughts are going to be negative. Your entire being is going to feel completely tamasic. That is lethargy. Inertia is going to be filled with you. Laziness is going to come up. You're going to be negative about everything in the world. You don't have any, any goodness left in you. Why? Because you have allowed the lust, the greed, strength, pride, everything conquer you. And they are, you know, making you dance to their tunes. So what is important? Empowering the Devi within you is important. And understanding that you rightfully have to take your position in this world as who you truly are. And not feel that, oh, I am incompetent. I can't do this. I feel inadequate. And what is the one thing that is driving us all? And that is called the word fear. Why should you fear? See, in Sai Baba's quoting, Sai Baba always tells, you know, why fear when I'm here? And, you know, I've been doing Bhagavad Gita satsangs and we are in chapter 2. And in that, Lord Shri Krishna is imparting a very beautiful lesson to Arjuna. In that also, Lord Shri Krishna has said, Arjuna, stand up and fight. Why are you fearing at this hour, at this given moment in time? Your job, your duty is to fight alone. Why are you bothered about the end result? What is going to happen, it doesn't matter because it's already predestined. The destiny is already fixed. So what makes you think that if you now give up saying I'm not going to 
fight the war. You think you're not going to be fighting, you will still have to do that. See, we have been born with certain set of duties in our world as per this body and the prarabdha karma. Whether we like it or not, we have to do our duty. So Lord Sri Krishna is telling Arjuna, Arjuna, your right is to do your duty alone. And you are not the cause of the fruit of the action. You are not the cause. Please remember, the cause is not you. We think that, oh, I am responsible. Or people will conveniently blame it on, you know, because of you, that person left. Because of you, this happened. You are the one who is responsible. Oh, really? You think that I am greater than Lord Shri Krishna? I didn't know that. The Lord alone is greater. Everyone is born through them. And that is what he's teaching Arjuna. That everything is happening as per the divine will. Why are you thinking it is you who is going to kill? Why are you thinking you are responsible for something to happen? It is, it is how you perform your duty that alone matters. Lifting the bow and arrow and shooting is all your right. Beyond that is not your right. So as this body, we all have a purpose. We have to do our rightful duties in this world. As per born of our nature and karma. And if you fail to do then what happens? We are still going to perforce perform the same action. You know, as though mounted on a machine. You know, the maya is going to make you still do that. Born of your own nature. But when you do it, at that time, you will incur karma. But right now do it. You know, then you will not incur any karma. So you have to perform selfless action. Here also, the teaching is that while we you know, giving into our these demonic qualities within us. We have to awaken, rise, make the God rise, the goddess rise within us. You have understood how much potentials you have. All the weapons, dashtras, shastras, everything is there, vested within you. But we don't recognize that. You know, today Devi Mahatmyam, another few days, then Devi Mahatmyam is over. So we are not going to open this, you know, scripture until next year. Then what happens? What happens to this beautiful knowledge? Have we even conquered these demons within us? No. They have just gone to sleep for some time. Again, they will wake up. Again, they will go to sleep. Again, they will wake up. This is what is happening. Are we not fighting this war continuously in our life? Can we not end this war once and for all and become this greater, great goddess? Which is who you truly are. Why are you forgetting who you truly are? And especially for all the women in the world and anybody, right? You don't have to, you don't think that, you know, a man is a superior to a woman. That is not how it is. Yeah, the world has been made in a certain way. That is perfectly fine. But you should understand your own swadharma. And you have to empower yourself. You can't blame the world. You can't blame somebody else. You can't say, you know, my husband is not giving me the opportunity to go and work. No, you go and work. Why are you blaming your husband? Is it your husband or your problem? That is something that you have to ask. If you put your foot down and say, I want to be independent. I want to do something with my life. You have to go and work really hard. What is happening to us? Why are we not doing? The reason we are not doing is because we are letting this demon, demon conquer our entire being. We are not letting go. We are not overcoming. We still fall prey to the mind. So what is the biggest thing you have to destroy? That is the mind. You have to destroy, you have to make your mind your best friend, not the demon. Because you have allowed all Mahishasur to, you know, Shumba, Nishumba, conquer your mind, the entire triple world. So what does it mean? Head to toe, the demonic qualities is existing. You are allowing the tendency to grow bigger and bigger. So if you look at some people in the world, they demonstrate this evil propensities. You can see it very much in them. Because they have allowed all the Shumba, Nishumba, Chanda, Munda evolve through them. So they have become the demons. 
though they'll appear very beautiful you know human beings these demons come in a human form you should understand you should be able to recognize them and this is how you can recognize them so please as a woman you have to understand you are this great devi empower yourself and do something with your life don't waste your life so that's a quick recap so let us continue from chapter 6 the sage said hearing the words of the goddess thus the messenger of full of impatience you know went to the king of asuras and told him in detail then hearing those words of that messenger the asura monarch with anger told dhumra lochana a chieftain of this asuras now who has come in new asura what's his name dhumra lochana let me explain who this dhumra lochana is okay o dhumra lochana surrounded by your army you speed up and bring by force that wicked one here unnerving her by dragging her by the hair what is it do you remember the same incident dragging her by the hair the same thing has happened in mahabharat where draupadi had to undergo the same situation so what is this the demon this quality the, the haughty pride the haughty men with pride the demons with pride that haughtiness and saying i am the powerful i am you know having the evil tendencies are saying drag her by the hair is she a woman she is the devi she is the goddess she is krishna kali herself and imagine how you are talking about a woman derogatorily the goddess itself so do you think today you are going to get respect as a woman no but see as a woman you have to understand who you are you need to make sure your position is understood by this world nobody can shake you up as long as you know who you truly are never let another person behave like this with you and if you give an opportunity then that is your problem not the other person's problem so take your rightful position in this world if anyone else stands up to give her protection he should be slain he be he a god yaksha or gandharva the sage said then ordered by him quickly dasura dhumra lochana marched past surrounded by 60000 asuras on seeing the goddess seated on the snowy mountain he shouted set out to the presence of shumba and nishumba if you do not go to my master now with love i shall take you by force unnerving you by dragging you by the hair this is the language today people you know talk they address a woman in such a derogatory manner please remember she is a devi she is the goddess but you need to understand her position you know it's about not demanding a respect it's about deserving earning a respect nobody can you know talk like this to you and you should never allow anybody to speak in the derogatory manner remember this devi her potentials her capabilities never ever feel small in this world don't think you are some doormat don't think you are servant of your husband wife children no you are not you are that goddess you just have a duty to perform perform your duty to your highest of your ability and most important do the duty towards yourself first that is very important don't forget about what is your swadharma if you can't understand your swadharma you are never going to become this devi you will still be treated like this in this world the goddess said you are sent by the lord of the asuras you are strong are surrounded by an army if you thus take me by force what can i do to you the sage said spoken to thus the asura dhumralochana rushed towards her the mother reduced him to ashes by a mere grunt humkara see the power the mother has the same power is within you 
you are that devi i'm continuously you know repeating this so that some day it hits you really within yourself and understand the power you hold then the great army of the asuras enraged showered on the mother sharp arrows lances and hatchets then the lion the mount of the goddess shook its mane in anger made a terrible noise and fell on the army of the asuras some asuras with a blow of its paw others with its mouth and some others with a stampede of its hind legs it slaughtered the lion tore with its claws the bellies of some asuras and striking with its paw it severed their heads it cut asunder the arm, arms and heads of others and shaking its mane it drank the blood from the bellies of some others in a moment the entire army was destroyed by that enraged lion the noble vehicle of the goddess during that the asura dhumralochana was slain by the goddess and the entire army was destroyed by the lion of goddess shumba the lord of asuras became furious with his lips quivering he ordered the great asuras chanda and munda o chanda o munda you too go there accompanied by a huge army and bring her here easily by dragging by the hair or binding her if you have doubts about doing this then strike her in battle with all the weapons and all the asuras when she is struck and the lion fell capture the ambika behind uh, sorry bind her and come with her quickly so here ends the sixth of the devi mahatmyam in markandeya purana during the period of shavarni the month so we'll continue chapter 7 but before that let me explain who is dhumra lochana what does it mean dhumra lochana means your it's a clouded vision your vision gets clouded you are not able to see or hear or do the right things and that is why you feel miserable see remember whether say you have been given some knowledge take an example if you have a guru you know, he is teaching you the right things he is telling you no this is what it is you know he is giving you the truth and an understanding but what is what gets clouded who's the demon that was working in your in your life it's the vision which is clouded you can't see the right thing even if your gurudev is showing you no this is the truth your vision is clouded by whom dhumralochana and dhumralochana will never allow you to see the truth he is only going to show you all the false things and you will fall prey to that already shumba and nishumba and chanda and munda have conquered you okay so the shumba and nishumba become the lord of triple worlds the triple world is within this entire body so head to toe you have given rise to the demons so who is actually the king of in your life it's not the god the god is already lost you have covered the devi cannot rise here because you have empowered the demons within you by falling prey to them you've already and you know you've already believed that you know your gurudev or some the one who's teaching you the right things is the bad one in your life that is how the demons work that is the how they instigate your mind because they've conquered your mind see i remember who becomes the lord now they have become the lord of the triple worlds so what happens then you're under their control so the gods are also adhering to them no but where are you empowering how do you fight these demons within you so that you don't get into this mode and when now the dhumralochana is sent see every single time you're trying to overcome a situation or one demon within your life there's another demon that is coming in 
So Shumba and Nishumba have already sent another demon here, Dhumralochana. And they are, this person is not going to, this demon, sorry, not the person, this demon is not going to allow you to see the truth because it's clouded your vision. You can never understand. That's a problem we have. See, we don't hear. Why? Because the demon who is Madhu and Kaitam, we only want to hear sweet things and we don't want to listen to the voice of the divine being. That is Madhu and Kaitam who are living with us for so many years and even Lord Vishnu had to fight with him for 5,000 years. So already your, you know, the hearing part is gone. Forget about listening. Hearing doesn't happen at all. Then comes the different, different demons within you. Then what is the biggest demon? Mahishasur, who becomes the god of inertia. He becomes, sorry, not god, I apologize. He's a demon. I mean, what I meant to say is, he's a demon who takes on the Indra's throne, the god's throne, right? And then he controls you. And what is he known for? Inertia, lethargy and tamas, all the tamasic tendency. You, he fills you with that. You become lazy like a buffalo. And you just want to sit and do nothing. And then when you say something to him, whether it is your mother, whether it is your father, your teacher, your guru, whoever tries to say something to such a person, what happens is they immediately become angry. Like a lion, he wants to pounce back and then tell, oh, look, I know all this, don't come and teach me. That's how the, we react. That's a reaction. And who you are, need to understand, these are the demons that is very active at that moment in time. And then what happens? Then you become a, once again that elephant. No, not before elephant. Yeah, you, be, you become that elephant. And then what happens? You like, you know, that pride and arrogance comes in. You know, don't tell me and all that. And then again, when you are goaded, right, little more, hey, no, do, you should do, you should not do like this. Then you again take that form of that demon, that man, that human form. That's the form of the demon. And then you say, you get infuriated. And then you, you talk back. And you tell them, you actually, you know, tell them off. Don't come and tell me all these things. I know. Why are you coming and telling me? You don't teach me. Don't try to teach me is what the demons tries to tell you. You know, tell the other person. And then you get very infuriated. And then again, you go back into the tamasic tendency. That is about inertia and lethargy. And then you become a martyr right there. So what happens? You become apathetic in life. Then you become a martyr. Oh yeah, I am bad. I am bad. You know, this is a cycle. If you have, a, You just need to observe yourself. What happens when these kind of negative thoughts, when these kind of negative, you know, talks, thoughts that go on, the kind of feeling, you know, you don't feel good at all. You're, you're just covered with that, you know, uh, the dark, the darkness in the heart. It's not feeling nice about anything. Why? Because this, it clouds. The dhumralochana clouds the vision and doesn't allow you to see the truth. That's one. And then every other force is acting. There's lust acting, greed acting, strength, pride, arrogance. You know, then the most important thing that acts upon us is the deflated ego. The deflated ego is, it's very big. You know, you try to feel small. You try to feel, oh, I'm the one who's suffering. Everybody's telling me, oh, I'm the one like this. You know, the martyrdom comes into existence. And this is what happens all along our life. So when is that you're ever going to get out? What happens to the divine being that who you are? What happens to these weapons that you have got from the God? The one who has given you all that strength, ability, capability. Is it to become like, a, you know, you know, get carried away by this evil propensities and become that demon yourself? No. You have been given this knowledge, this truth so that you can understand who you truly are and rise above. Become empowered. That is when... The greatness of who you are is understood in the world. And within you, you build that strength of who you truly are. And you will be able to do everything. Then nothing deters. You are not going to allow anything that 
you here you're not going to make judgments you're not going to allow the demon to take over or play you will just do krishna arpan you will do you know whatever arpan you want to do you will do that and say so what has to be will be like lord shri krishna explained to arjuna see your right is to do alone you have to first attain the yoga of equanimity then you will not fall prey to any of these demons who are actually trying to instigate you remember one thing they are always going to instigate you against the divine being because they don't want you to rise above they feel their position is you know insecure they're insecure of losing their position so they, you have to sort out everything with a lot of you know it it comes you have to fight fighting this war is important even when we were reading the very beginning it it talks about how as you even advance spiritually these are the challenges see it happens in the material world in your personal life within yourself but most importantly as well when you are advancing on the path of spiritual this happens even more in a in a great manner that difficulty the obstacles come within you these demons are going to act upon you but the strength lies in the knowledge that you have been given and you have to use that knowledge to fight and kill these demons and become this great devi so i hope you understood who dhumralochana is clouded vision never allow it it will never allow you to see the truth so don't fall for it understand and when you have been given an answer accept that answer as gospel truth because please remember there is only one being in this entire universe who you can trust and that is god alone not anybody not any body because the body is fallible this human body is fallible in nature it has its own inadequacies the body has its limitations but if you trust the body or the mind you are going to fail so on the one one the one only who you have to trust is the divine lord have faith in that lord absolute that my god whatever he does for me is always going to be for my well being alone the god doesn't have any ulterior motives he doesn't have an agenda he doesn't want to cause pain to you on the contrary his his effort is to remove all your grievances to remove all your pains all your difficulties and push you towards that goal your destination to for you he always cares about your well being see only the divine lord understands your past your present and the future so he is going to nudge you to go in the direction so you can fulfill your purpose of this existence and attain that spiritual being whatever being that you have to attain the god will ensure but if you don't trust and you you know disregard that divine being in your life then the demons are going to take over and then you you will come under the karmic loop with them so let us continue chapter 7 seventh chapter the sage said then receiving the command the asuras headed by chanda and munda fully equipped with arms marched with the full fourfold complement of the armies they saw the goddess on a lofty golden peak of the himalayas seated on a lion smiling seeing her they got excited and made effort to capture her some went near her with swords drawn and bows bent in readiness thereupon the mother became exceedingly angry towards those foes and her face then became dark as ink with anger see here the mother is very compassionate but there's a very beautiful verse that is mentioned the thereupon the mother became exceedingly angry towards those foes and her face then became dark as ink with anger so the anger is very important anger is important to destroy the evil in the world to destroy the enemies within us as well anger is not re- required to fight the divine it's to fight the demons that is why the anger is given but you have to use it for the right purpose 
from the plane of, of her forehead, furrowed with knitted eyebrows, immediately emerged forth Kali of the terrible form, sorry, terrible face, having the sword and the noose. She held a strange skull-topped staff, a garland of human skeletons, her ornament. Wearing for her garment a tiger skin, she looked terrible with her body, all skin and bone. A wide gaping mouth and her lolling tongue, striking fear. With sunken eyes all red, she filled the quarters with her roar. She fell on the army, on the great Asuras fast slaughtering them. And she devoured the army of the foes of the gods. With one hand, she took and put into her mouth the elephants, along with their guards on both the sides, the drivers with their spikes, the warrior riders and the hanging bells. Likewise, putting into her mouth the cavalry with their horses and the chariots with the charioteers, she chewed them most frightfully with her teeth. Sounds gross, right? <laughs> but it's just a description. The story is for our small mind to understand. The mind which is not incapable of understanding the, the adhyatmic truth. The truth is that this is the kind of power we have. And we have to use to win all these demons within and outside. So please don't fall prey to these demons who are constantly disturbing you. But first is you have to conquer your within to conquer the, to win the world outside. Till you don't win within, you can't win the world outside. Please remember this. She caught one by the hair, the other by the neck. She assaulted one with her foot and crushed the other by hugging to her chest. She caught in her mouth the arrows and the great missiles hurled by those asuras and gnashed them in fury with her teeth. She pounded the entire army of the mighty wicked asuras, devoured some and beat others. Some were struck by the sword, some were beaten by the staff with skull top, other asuras perished, lacerated by the edge of her teeth. It's very gross. <laughs> Seeing that the entire army of the asuras was in a moment laid to the ground, Chanda ran towards the terrible Kali. The great asura put terrific showers of arrows and munda with discuses hurled in thousands covered her of terrific eyes. Those innumerable discuses entering her mouth shone like so many orbs of the sun entering in the midst of a cloud. Then Kali, of terrible face, laughed fiercely, in wrath, making a frightful noise, her gleaming teeth dazzling the eyes. Mounting on the great lion, the Devi rushed at Chanda, catching him by the hair. She severed the head with her sword. Seeing Chanda fallen, Munda rushed at her. She felled him too to the ground, striking him with the sword in her wrath. Seeing Chanda and the great warrior Munda vanquished, the remaining army left unslain, stricken with terror, fled in every direction. And Kali, bearing the heads of Chanda and Munda, went up to Chandika and said laughing, all the while frightfully lovely. In this sacrifice of battle, I have brought to you here two victims, Chanda and Munda. You yourself will slay Shumba and Nishumba, the sage said. Then, seeing the two great Asuras, Chanda and Munda, brought to her 
the auspicious chandika spoke nice words to kali as you have come to me bringing chanda and munda you will henceforth become famous in the world as goddess chamunda so now you know how the name chamunda chamundeshwari the one who killed chanda and munda the lust and greed within us she is known by chamundeshwari so why do we worship her so that this we overcome this demons called the lust and greed within us we destroy them so that we attain that purity of who we truly are the divinity in guru charitra it says the gods you know gift datta the reason why dattatre the name comes is because datta means gift gods will gift themselves to you that is when self realization happens or god realization here also it means when you destroy this lust and greed and the goddess who's done this you know she becomes famous with the name called chamunda so chamundeshwari so here yeah so you will so that this is what kali you know tells her so you will henceforth become famous in the world as goddess chamunda Yorens the 7th of Devi Mahatmyam in Markandeya Purana during the period of Savarni the Manu so hope you understand you understood today's teachings of what these asuras mean and how do you fight them you have to fight them you know with that strength and you can't stop fighting this war is every day you can't say i give up you have to fight and become this great goddess so rise and fight overcome these demons within us and let this nine beautiful days help us evolve in everything that we aspire to become so let us you know seek the grace of this goddess to fight the demons within us and outs and win the world outside because only when you have the strength you have conquered your within and you are able to you know understand the truth will you be able to serve your purpose of this human existence following the path of dharma and win in this world and remember one very important lesson that when you have the grace hand of the divine lord on your head nothing shall befall you have this faith and conviction and go ahead and with a very beautiful beginning to a week that's monday let us go and conquer this demons within us thank you once again for joining devi mahatmyam see you all tomorrow om shri mahaganapate namaha om shri gurudev datta om shri sachidananda sadguru साईनाथ महाराज की जय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय दिगंबरा दिगंबरा श्रीपाद वल्लभ दिगंबरा ओम श्री कृष्ण गुरुनाथ नाथ श्री गुरुवे नम ओम देवी दुर्गाय नम ओम श्री कृष्णार्पण नमस्तु कृष्ण वंदे जगद्गुरु